umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999 hello welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast this is phil callahan along with clint derringer and today we get to talk about jim harbaugh emerges from the shadows of spring practice so clint what did you think about uh, overall your overall impression of Jim's meeting with the media yesterday? Well, I think he was pretty energetic, and uh, it was kind of similar to one of the main narratives from last offseason with all the coaching changes mm-hmm. and hiring younger guys and, and being up-tempo in the spring and, and you know more positive energy from the players. I don't think that narrative really exists right now because – you know, everybody used it last year, but I'm I'm glad to hear kind of that same enthusiasm in his voice uh, after a, a couple weeks of spring practice here. I think it's a good sign, and uh, they still have the, a youthful coaching staff. All those things are still true. It's just not really newsworthy, so they're not talking about it. But that was the first thing for me is, is a lot of positive energy, even uh, Harbaugh describing the state of the program as scary good, you know, and – and talking about how he could coach forever with with guys like this, uh, meaning players and coaches that are, you know, high energy and, and, and attacking each day is the way that uh, is the way that he likes to say it. So that was a uh, the main takeaway I think for uh, state of the program and, and and how we should be feeling right now a couple weeks into spring ball. So one of the things I thought was funny was that the first thing he addressed was kind of the status of quarterback J.J. McCarthy. Yeah, J.J. Um, <clears throat> had some lingering arm soreness uh, from the season and uh, just wanted to figure out what was, get some clarity on what was causing that. Um, we did and consulted all the top experts around the country. And um, so we got a short-term plan, got a long-term plan uh, for his arm health and uh, – Working the plan. No surgery. People are reporting that there's surgery. Uh, it's a, it's a non-surgical plan. I can't say when he's going to throw, but we're not having him throw right now. JJ's practicing, just not throwing. I thought that was funny because I almost wondered if he was trolling Ohio State a little bit. You know, there was a little brouhaha about how um, Ohio State has, you know, they're calling it bolt, bolt and board material, but it's really a video screen, right? It's J.J. McCarthy has this quote that's up being uh, up in the Ohio State locker room that says, that's all we know is beating Ohio State right now, so we're going we're gonna to keep that going, which, you know, Michigan fans love to hear. But it was interesting to hear Jim giving uh, an update on, on J.J. McCarthy. And I think the other interesting thing is, you know, there were a lot of rumors going around that he was injured and was going to require surgery. And Jim seemed to dispel that right away. Now, you and I both know that, you know, you know, we heard the clip of Jim talking about it. You know, at some point, they may make a decision for surgery. But right now, that, you know, it looks like they're taking another course. And we do know that if it was something really bad, they would be doing the surgery as soon as possible to make sure that J.J. was ready. So it is interesting that um, I thought uh, – you know, reading between the lines, I thought Jim came out firing not only at Ohio State, but also some of the uh, the rumors that were, were going around cyberspace. 
Yeah, and he mentioned, you know, he he paid uh, homage right, right directly to the fact that there are people out there that want, you know, that that love to hate the program. The state of Michigan football is scary good right now. Yeah, yeah just the whole just the whole state of the program. I know, I know you. Um, as people that uh, want to keep different stories going or love to hate us or hate to love us, but I mean, we're just we're having a blast, uh, and if that's the word tumultuous, I think was used uh, in the off season. Um, yeah, if, if if guys, uh, you know, are bringing the energy and having fun and and uh, the momentum that the program has, if that's if that's uh, whatever word you want to put on that, that's that's what we're having, and it's and that's scary good. And he. he he understands what's going on in the press conferences. You know, he, he doesn't tap dance with the media the same way that many coaches do, but that doesn't, it's not because he doesn't understand, you know, why, why the reporters are there and what their objective is and how they're trying to pull out, uh, you know, quotes to, to fill their story or, or look for newsworthy items. So it, it was interesting kind of the back and forth, but uh, yeah, all of that was, was clear. He, he said, listen, you know, whether you're somebody who, who loves to hate us or, or hates to love us, you know, this is this is what's going on. We're doing good. So, you know, also, you know, you hit on an important point. You know, you will hear even people in the media, uh, but definitely in the fan base, complain about how Jim Harbaugh handles his media conferences, how he does his quotes. Listen, this is a guy who has been on the largest stage. Okay. There is no larger stage than the NFL. When we're talking football, he's been to a super bowl. He handles media remarkably well. You may not like it, but there is nothing accidental about the way he does. And it is funny to see, um, you know, there will be many articles and, and much, uh, brouhaha about scary good over the next couple weeks, because he said it, he repeated it, you know, made it clear that, that you know, dropping some breadcrumbs and, and uh, giving some fans and media something to chew on. There were a lot of questions about, well, Jim, you know, how did the team react? How do you feel? Uh, you know, there was that potential that you were going to leave the NFL. How, how has your team responded? How are recruits responding? You know, and he addressed it. And if there was a part where um, – I'd say that maybe he wasn't super, super happy. That was probably it. But again, he addressed it. And there were, you know, there were questions. There were follow-up questions. I came here in, in uh, January of 2015, signed a seven-year deal, and seven years was up. And, um, yeah, that's what, that's what precipitated it. See, uh, see if that was something that I wanted to do or uh, – Take a look at it. You know, decided this is where I wanted to be, and uh, and really a lot of gratitude for that. And uh, like I said earlier, I mean, it's just right now it's scary good. Jim, what's been your message to to recruits about your future at Michigan since signing your new your new deal? Yeah, just signed a five year deal, and uh, uh, like I just said, I mean, I, when you're around this kind of team, these kind of guys. Uh, the days just fly by. I could coach a long time. Uh, 
I, I see no end in sight of uh, you know when when you're around this kind of this kind of group. Did you notice after the, you signed your uh, new deal that maybe some concerns from some recruits kind of quelled a little bit about your about your future? Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. When the uh, when uh, when that was when that was signed and I said, yeah, this is where I'm going to be. That's uh, yeah, there was some quelling. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Again, you know, I think he's going to be held to account for some of the things that that's come out as far as, hey, I'm here and I want to be here. And, you know, what I noticed is he really deflected those to, hey, I have a great team. And, you know, he had a quote, you know, that we played. Well, you know, I could see being with a team like this. I could see being here for a really long time. So we'll see how that goes. Um, it is interesting to me that. Um, again, Michigan had an amazing season last year, um, of course, falling short in the college football playoffs, but, you know, dominating Ohio state, just crushing them. And, and been a long time since we'd seen that. And again, had a great year, um, you know, and yet the first question, uh, you know, in the press conference was the backup quarterback, right? So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out over the next couple months, uh, you know, through spring practice and into the fall. And, you know, he did, he did give an update. He said that, uh, you know, Cade was throwing well and looking sharp. So uh, again, it, it's going to be interesting. It's really great that, you know, you and I talk about there's this off season stuff and you kind of just chew on all this meta stuff. Right. And now we're at least talking about the team in the field and, and it's nice to be back to things of substance. Yeah, I agree. And and it was good to hear him talking about a couple of specific players uh, on the defensive front, you know, mentioning you know, Mike Morris on the D line. And, and I was glad to hear operating McGregor's name who, uh, who kind of has the athletic profile and, and, and similar uh, build to a young Aiden Hutchinson. So, so his development, I think, I think is something that's interesting and, uh, to kind of track along the same um, path that Aiden Hutchinson took at a similar position. And, and, and of course, you know, they hired Jesse Minter uh, to take over as the defensive coordinator uh, after the departure of Mike McDonald. And you know, he talked about some of the similarities there and, and that that's a positive thing. So even though there is turnover, he felt uh, fortunate or, or um, you know, they're going to they're gonna take advantage of a lot of the similar terminology and scheme uh, type things, but um, you know that you know year over year things change and, and they have to you know be able to adapt and that they hired guys that that they felt were the best for the positions and, and coaching staff and and uh, in the recruiting department you know there there was some changeover and he didn't feel in, uh, bound to to do. You know, to get somebody that does the same things to to try to copy paste what you had before, that's a a secondary benefit. He wanted to reiterate that when he's hiring uh, in those positions, he he wants the best person for the job that he can get. You know, a, as a competitor, and and I think we can attest to you know most of his hires ha have been very very solid, um, with with a couple clunkers and misses. But you know, to his credit, he 
he can self-analyze his own ability to put together the staff. And when it's, when he has not done, when he's not made a good hire, he, he addresses it quickly. He does not let those, those problems linger. So um, I, I have nothing but positive things to say about the way that he manages the staff and the program from a personnel standpoint. And uh, with, with some of the guys coming in like uh, Denard Robinson, Grant Newsom, you know, really high character guys, strong and deep Michigan ties as former players, people that have been uh, in the sport roles in the program before. Uh, not a lot of, again, not a lot of newsworthy uh, issues there. So, you know, it's not surprising that, that the media tried to focus on some of the things that are spinning out there that, that maybe are newsworthy. It struck me when I was watching him answer questions about the NFL and whether he still wanted to win a Super Bowl. I wonder if deep down, you know, here is a guy at Michigan who has complete control, right? We're talking about staff changes. We're talking about recruiting. We're talking about players. Jim has complete control over the football program, okay, every aspect of it. And we've talked about this over the years. I wonder if it dawned on him when he was talking to Minnesota that you're not going to have that control in the NFL. Okay. I mean, you're just, you're just not. So that would be an interesting question. I, I'd love to, to talk to him about at some point, because again, you know, mentioned here, you know, he talked about the changes in staff. This staff is taking on a very Michigan feel, right? We have the return of Denard Robinson. We have Mike Hart. We have players who are graduate assistants at other places coming back. We have Jim Harbaugh, you know, an alum, uh, a very well-known alum, leading the program. This really is, um, you know, a hometown Michigan team, right? I mean, this is maize and blue, Wolverine, um, you know, through and through. And it, it definitely is a different flavor than when he came in. And it's going to be really interesting if they can maintain that success. I know I'm really happy to see Denard Robinson back. He was a joy to watch and a joy to cover. And, you know, wish him all the success here, um, you know, as he, as he furthers his career, uh, you know, back with the team uh, that he had so much success on the field. Yeah, it's, again, there's a lot of positive vibes, you know, regardless of how you're looking at, at how this is coming together from a personnel standpoint. So um, I the other the other thing that was mentioned is, is actually splitting up and, and doing kind of a preseason style or NFL preseason style spring game and, and seeing some of these guys in action. And I think that's, it, it got underplayed and, and Harbaugh acted like he had forgotten even what they were talking about when, when the question came up about the spring game, but um, that's, I think is going to be a big deal because you've got two sets of co-coordinators, right? You've got co-offensive coordinators, Sharon Moore and Matt Weiss, and then co-defensive coordinators with Steve Klingscale and, uh, Jesse Minter. So splitting those guys up and getting them some, um, some experience calling plays, just getting into a rhythm and a game, uh, game situation or game timing, right? Um, I think is a big deal because I think that'll have a lot of impact on how they make the decision for who uh, plays what role uh, on the sideline once we get to the regular season. So 
it, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things to be uh, to be determined here in the spring. Um, so I, I was I was glad to hear that uh, walking into the room, Harbaugh clearly had a, a lot of positive energy, and, and that most of these questions or or uh, interesting things that we would we would want to know, um, I, I take that as a good sign. If things were not going well, or if there had been a rash of injuries to specific players, right, then um, certainly his uh, demeanor would have been much different. He definitely was quite jolly, which was which was nice to see. It's always fun to be in the press conference when he's in a good mood and he wants to play a little bit. Um, one of the other things they talked about is there will be no global adventure for Michigan football this year. They will be bouncing around the state of Michigan. And he had a lot of fun with that, um, you know, talking about the different places that he hopes to show his team. Uh, Upper Peninsula, you know, again, another little dig there with, uh, you know, with other programs that have forgotten the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So, again, it's going to be interesting to see. What I thought was uh, kind of interesting, too, is he said, well, we're going to be doing some pep rallies. We're going to be doing some um, some camps. So, you know, there was a, a lot several years ago where Harbaugh wanted to bounce around the country and do different camps to kind of invade SEC country and, and raise the profile of Michigan football. Of course, under the guise of just, you know, preaching football to the to the unwashed. Right. So. I definitely looked at this as taking care of, of your backyard, right? Where, you know, it hurt to lose against Michigan State. And, you know, this announcement to go around the state and see all the natural wonders also is a real good opportunity to uh, get the the Wolverine word out, right? And And basically try to take over the state even more. Um, so definitely going to be interesting to see how that works out. They said that's going to be in the later part of July. So uh, keep your eye out. Uh, if you live in the great state of Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines may be coming to an area near you very soon. Yeah, and I think it fits also with what Harbaugh has said on those other uh, team trips, even around the globe, that the educational opportunities – to be able to get outdoors and do a bunch of activity and, and engage with fans all over the state is positive. But, you know, the state of Michigan and, and the city of Detroit have a lot of uh, significant historical markers and, and a lot of different opportunities to try to, to learn about the culture of our own state and, uh, and also kind of teach some kids that may be from out of state, you know, some of that uh, history and, and, probably refocus a little bit on, on some of the rivalry stuff with Michigan state having started, uh, you know, and two against Mel Tucker. Um, I, I am sure that, uh, that trip and, and the football components of it will, will have a, uh, a little bit of a focus on, on winning the battle in state, both on the field and, and on the recruiting trail. One of my favorite pieces of state trivia is that the state of Michigan received the upper peninsula in trade for Toledo and it was the price of joining the union and I always laugh when I go down to the Toledo area that there's so many Michigan fans down there that it's 
and they'll say, yeah, we're, we're kind of still part of Michigan. And I, and I always laugh about it that, um, and also uh, another thing was, is that a, uh, you know, there was the battle of Toledo where in back in the uh, primordial ooze of, of statehood, um, prior to statehood, Michigan sent, Michigan and Ohio actually had an armed battle over Toledo. So, and the people from, uh, the invaders from Michigan were known as Wolverines. So I always laugh about those little pieces of history that come up. So it is going to be interesting um, when they said they're going to be doing pep rallies and and drills and, and camps. It'll be interesting to see um, how it's covered by the local media and what kind of response we get, you know, how many people come up and, and how popular, popular it is. Again, it's great to see. And again, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, how it's covered and, and all the different places they're going to go and the amazing things they're going to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested also um, on that same uh, kind of vein. I know that once you get uh, north of the bridge into the upper peninsula, you know, a lot of those folks are, are Packers fans in, in the NFL. I, I wonder if it extends to uh, to Wisconsin at the college level the same way, just uh, in terms of geographic proximity. You know, the, they're as close to uh, to those cities and uh, and the culture of Wisconsin as they are the state of Michigan. So it's another another potential um, crossover or, or, or interesting question that if I was on that trip, that I'd be kind of poking around and checking to see if there's a wisconsin stronghold up there that uh that maybe needs to be revisited well i'm sure if there are any recruits in that area i'm sure somehow amazingly it's going to work out you know um that some of those things will be very 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 close so clint is there anything that they talked about in the press conference that you were surprised by or surprised by omission? Um, I, I, like you, I was a little bit surprised about uh, not hearing about the, the back and forth, the bulletin board material with uh, the guys in Columbus uh, and JJ McCarthy's quote. I thought that that would have uh, sparked some interest, but I think it got drowned out by the recent reports of, of JJ being injured. So um, that was the, the one thing. I uh, I was a little bit surprised that the media didn't want to talk about itself, right? <laughs> that uh, there was no conversation about uh, Doug Karsh and uh, Jansen taking over in the broadcast booth and asking about that. Uh, that may have been well-timed there by uh, Dave Abloff, where they, they announced that after the, the press availability. So uh, those are the things that were all kind of, swirling around that I expected to hear Harbaugh talking about that didn't pop up, but um, it'll come out at some point. Somebody will ask him those questions the next time that, that he's available. And uh, all of the football specific things a uh, little bit light in terms of how much football specific topics came up, but all of it was positive and that's good. And I'm glad that we get to see it with our own eyes in a few weeks um, at the spring game in the big house. What I wonder is, so, you know, when they renovated the stadium, and um, I don't know how many people have noticed this, but when they renovated the stadium, they actually engraved the name of every county in Michigan 
in the stadium. Okay. So I wonder uh, how many of those counties are going to get a visit. Like I said, I'm sure mainly the counties that have uh, great football schools. But again, it's just something interesting. You wonder if, uh, you know, how many of the, you know, since Michigan does have a large recruiting footprint, how many of the uh, players who come to the university are actually aware of other places in the state, right? Past Southeastern Michigan. So again, a nice little touch. One thing that surprised me was, um, as you said, here, you know, so Harbaugh is talking about, oh, you know, we have a hometown feel. We have, we're, we're going all through the state and, um, you know, we're promoting the state. We're promoting, you know, taking our players all these great places. And we have all these uh, uh, former players and former people of the program coming back to be part of the program. I was kind of surprised that seemed like a natural place to talk about the Jansen thing, right? Um, you know, here's a guy who had an amazing career at the University of Michigan, had, you know, a, a solid NFL career, and has come back and, um, you know, developed his skills as a broadcaster. And uh, I, I thought it would have been really nice uh, for one more tip of the hat to Brandstetter and, um, you know, the former broadcasting crew, right? So it just seemed like that would have been a nice chant time to say, hey, we're bringing in these new guys. So, again, uh, definitely, you know, it's hard to complain about what they did talk about because, you know, the, uh, again, it was a it was a pretty decent press conference as far as Link goes. And I guess um, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Jansen get a mention and Karsh get a mention at a future event yeah and and i know that um the university and the athletic department are directly tied with uh the podcast that that jansen hosts and and that doug karsh was on there uh this week and and they talked about that specifically so there may have been a separation there just uh you know not to waste time and, and duplicate a lot of effort but um who knows and i i'm interested also coming up here in the next few weeks uh, if there's more, uh, if there's another media availability, uh, obviously we put a lot of stock in and we overanalyze which players are made available. I think that's uh, one thing to keep an eye on uh, that would kind of point toward who are your, your leaders in the, in the locker room right now, which we know we talked about a lot in the 21 season, the success of the, uh, the leaders from last year especially upperclassmen, it, it'd be nice to know who those guys are and hear from them uh, about some of the culture comparisons and, and what they got going on this year and how they stay motivated, right? Climbing the hill and motivating yourself is one thing, but uh, trying to stay on top of the hill is a whole other thing. So that would be interesting. And then I'd love to hear from the new coaches on the staff and guys that are in new positions, right? Uh, I'd like to hear from Jay Harbaugh about his position switch, uh, Mike Hart, you know, adding uh, adding some responsibility. Matt Weiss adding some responsibility, and and all the new guys on the staff. So, uh, a lot of potential, uh, interesting storylines uh, between now and the spring game. But uh, when it all boils down, it's going to be about seeing who's making plays and uh, who steps up uh, from from last year to this year, and who's grown, and what. Uh, you know who's going to be the, the the surprise, right? Everybody's going to be picking their their uh, their X factor type folks, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. 
one player who did get mentioned was Mike Sainristel. And um, apparently he's moving over to the defensive side of the ball. But Jim said that he could be a two-way player or a three-way player, meaning that we may see him on special teams, perhaps in the kick receive or, or kick return. So, again, it's I was really surprised. Um, you know, again, good for him, good guy. But that was one player who did get special mention. Um, so, again, uh, anything else you want to cover today, Clint? Oh, last item on, on personnel, I did see that Eamon Dennis switched from defensive back to receiver. He is uh, he hasn't seen much playing time. I don't know if he was uh, if he had a, a lingering in injury last year or not. I believe he's a redshirt freshman, um, but he's another super fast. Um, guy that, that is in now in that receiver room again. So uh, it sounds like Sainer still and Eamon Dennis kind of swapped position groups, and it'll be interesting to see if there is anything uh, additional for, for Eamon Dennis uh, in what's already a pretty loaded uh, wide receiver room. So we'll, uh, I would take that as a pretty good sign if he, is, uh, if he finds his way onto the field and, and cracks the two deep after a position switch um, because we know that he's, he's blazing speed, uh, blazing fast. So, Well, that is one other thing that Harbaugh said when asked about the receivers. He said it was a freak show, and that not in a bad way, just guys just streaking all over the place. So, you know, I think one thing we will watch, you know, over the next year is the impact of last season on recruiting as Michigan has been able to elevate the program to show that they can beat Ohio State and can compete at the highest level nationally, how will that impact what we see on the field? So that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Clint Berger. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.